The real lessons are learned from failure. We follow this theme leading into episode eight of this podcast, where we interview successful entrepreneurs from around the world on the worst deals they've ever been a part of. Welcome to the Worst Deal Ever podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vicky Virtual Receptionist. We make you look good on the phone. We are also sponsored by Kara Virtual Assistance. You need stuff done, let Kara help. For more information about Vicky Virtual and Kara, please visit the link provided on our website at www.theworstdealpodcast.com. For our eighth episode, we sit down with an entrepreneur from down under, Ellie Bursko, who helps entrepreneurs escape the hustle and create six and seven figure businesses. I'm really excited to chat with Ellie as she's kicking butt. She runs her own group of over a thousand entrepreneurs called Time Hackers, which I'm a member of, and has a really interesting story. Uh, good to have you on today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so uh, tell me a little bit about some of the projects you have going on and you know what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, sure. So I've been in business seven years now, um, this particular business for five years. I, I had a successful personal training business first and then saw a lot of people in uh, who were up, are entrepreneurs struggling in their businesses and not, you know, working too hard and not uh, creating the, the money that they wanted to create. So been doing that over the last five years and if we go into, I guess, what I'm doing at the moment, it's really based on different levels of programs with um, different types of clients. So I help people reach six figures who aren't there yet. I help people who reach seven figures who are already at six figures. And I do that through my different um, online programs, masterminds. And I also do a lot of uh, speaking and retreats as well. Uh, I just ran a business retreat on speaker training in Fiji in uh, about a month ago. And it was, it was amazing. Just a mixture of you know, spiritual work, mindset clearing, personal development with the actual strategy and speaker training as well. It was, it was an amazing experience. That's awesome, man. I remember hearing about that and feeling really jealous. <laughs> um, that's a, definitely a, a pretty cool, and it seems like a, a comprehensive uh, retreat of mm. what you're trying to do. So, yeah, and then tell me a little bit about your Facebook group. I, I've looked into it a bit. Yeah, so I had that group uh, for a couple of years, but I wasn't really doing much with it. And I had this mindset that uh, it was just, I need to spend my time and energy on my paying clients and it's a free group. So I just wasn't being consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And when I changed my energy and my mindset around that and decided to focus on it, because I knew that it would connect with me with more amazing people, uh, the group doubled in size in just a month. And so... Yeah, it's called Time Hackers at the moment. I'm actually thinking of changing it again um, to uh, something around mindset for six and seven figure entrepreneurs um, because that's the main thing that I really excel in. But I am all about, you know, the name Time Hackers came about because I used to have the hustle mentality. I used to be go, 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 always pushing myself. And I see so many other people doing that. And I think it's so important to work hard but that doesn't mean working more and more hours. Right. It doesn't mean work 15 hours a day. You can work hard in four or five or six, you know. Right. And I really believe in working hard and putting yourself out there, but also in taking time out for your own personal development, self-care, and your health as well. I fully agree with that. Ali and I are, are both lifestyle entrepreneurs. 
they're, they're Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world and they just want to go for a hundred hours a week, every week. And <laughs> you, you uh, sleep when you die. <laughs> but I really think that, and I think you would agree with this, but the key to real longevity. And I think a lot of the reason a lot of us get into this, it's not just having more money, but having control of your life. Right. Yeah, totally. In my eyes, a business is just a vessel to have control of my life. And so that does entail having control of your time. So um, I really do exactly. like the concept of, of time hackers and then mindset mastery being a part of that. Um, yeah. Nowadays, uh, I think you are pretty good in mindset and I'm, I'm sure you've uh, gone through a lot to get to where you're at in terms of your mind. And uh, tell me a little bit about some of the issues that happened in the past. Yeah, so before I became a entrepreneur, I before my first business, I was working in a call center for five years. And so I have a really good background of sales and marketing. I, I loved it. I was always, you know, one of the highest, if not the highest performer in the call centers I worked in. And I loved what I did. After that, I actually went over to live in England for a year. I was born in England. Oh. And... I met someone there and I fell pregnant when I'd only been with him for three months. Um, I was hitchhiking through Portugal and Spain when I found out I was pregnant. And so uh, he followed me back to Australia and uh, we, we were so poor. We were living off welfare. Um, I was working until I was 39 weeks pregnant, walking to work every day with big belly because uh, I couldn't afford a car. Wow. And when we, when we, uh, when I finished up work, when I was 39 weeks pregnant and my partner, he, he wasn't able to work because he was on a tourist visa. So we literally had no money. Uh, we went on government assistance when my daughter was born. And it was in that time that I decided I wanted to create a better life for myself and my family and create freedom. Uh, I wanted to be able to have choice and like you said, control over my life and create whatever opportunities I wanted for myself and my family. And so that's how I started out in business. Uh, I think sometimes people do need to hit rock bottom to be able to, to rise from that. Uh, and even before the story I just told you, uh, when I was even younger, I was actually dealing drugs and on drugs myself. Oh, wow. And so I've literally gone from like destroying my life and destroying other people's lives to transforming my own life. And really you've got to transform within yourself first to be able to then stand up as a leader and help other people do the same. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's certainly tough. So, you know, I guess uh, I don't want to dwell too much into this if you don't like to, but what was it that, uh, that forced you to make a change in terms of, getting out of the, the drug industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to share whatever. I'm a very open person, so that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, when I, I actually got caught by the police uh, when I was out at a club one night and I was going through court for a year. I almost went to jail. Uh, I ended up in Supreme Court. And luckily, I was young and uh, female, so they take it a bit easier on you. Right. Uh, I got a year a year's suspended sentence to serve in the community. So I had to do community service, probation. I wasn't allowed to leave the state. 
and I, I didn't feel drugs after that. I still use drugs for a little while, but I, I didn't feel drugs ever again. That was my wake up call. And then after that, when I actually stopped using drugs was when I moved to England for a year. Uh, my, my boyfriend at the time, he had never done drugs. So I didn't want to be like that around him. Mm. And then I got pregnant. And when I got pregnant, I decided that I can destroy my own life, but I'm not going to destroy a child's life. Right. And I had this baby, you know, growing inside my belly. I wasn't going to take drugs or drink or do anything like that. I wanted to be the healthiest mum I could be. And when she was born, I wasn't going to bring that into the house and into her life as well. Right. And a lot of people don't have the, uh, the good nature to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate. Um, mm. It's hard to break the patterns sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. So, you know, I guess uh, walk me through some of, uh, you know, because obviously when you're starting off, you're financially rock bottom. Uh, you got, I guess, back from England to Australia. Uh, yeah. You've got someone with you that you're also financially taking care of. You've got a new baby. You know, what were some of the things that you had to overcome maybe on a daily basis to, uh, to start up, I, I'm assuming, your fitness company? Yes, it was. Yeah. So that moment where I realized I wanted to create a better life for myself and my family was when my, my boyfriend's um, tourist visa was uh, denied. Mm-hmm. And so, or no, he was on a tourist visa, sorry, his permanent visa was denied. Mm-hmm. And I remember curling up in a ball on the living room floor thinking, why does all this bad stuff keep happening to us? Can't we catch a break? And, you know, that's, that's a bad attitude to have because then you just pile every little thing on top of each other and right. think that the world's against you. It's not healthy and it's keeping you stuck. And so I decided in that moment that I wasn't going to live on government assistance um, any longer, that I would create a better life for myself and my family and I would start a business. And so uh, I actually started my business the first week out of personal training college. I had no idea what I was doing. I I signed up a few, you know, family, friends, people like that. And I was making maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars a week. Um, so nothing to write home about. Right. And in those first couple of months, I actually ended up finding a mentor. And the first thing he wanted me to do with him was a thousand dollars. Uh, you, at the time you could have said a hundred thousand, that's how much a thousand dollars felt like, but I was like, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I need this person's support. And so I I took his advice on and I took action and I put myself out there and I made the money and I paid him off little bit by little bit and ended up coaching with him and his wife for two years actually. And with his support around personal development and marketing and sales and strategy uh, and my own hard work and dedication and determination, Mm -hmm. I was able to create a very strong, resilient mindset. I took massive action and I learned about how to run a business. And so it's going back to your question, it's really what I had inside of myself, having that big why and that drive and, and also my personality type as well. But then also having that mentor outside of me to be able to believe in me at times where I wasn't maybe believing in myself and give me the strategy and the mindset to be able to not only set things up, but be able to grow at a rapid rate. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a couple other points in there. You know, one of the beautiful things about 
about rising up to the next level is sometimes you might not know how to get there, right? And so it's nice that you went and, and sought out a mentor. Uh, so with you spending what was a lot of money for you at the time, that in mm -hmm. itself can be motivating and hold you accountable, right? Yeah. Uh, and then also if he's a mentor that's worth his salt, he's going to, on his end, hold you accountable. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I'm assuming that that made a, a big impact. And so what made you transition from that to, uh, to coaching? Yeah, so I sold the business after being in it two years, my fitness business. I had really grown as a person and I'd kind of outgrown the business. And I was pregnant with my second child in my second year of business and very sick. And I was just hustling and pushing myself and I needed a bit of a break. So I had this thing in my head that I wanted to be able to coach uh, other trainers and coaches to be able to grow their business because of the success I'd had. But I made sure that I had created that success first by getting to $100,000 at least and creating system structure and team. And so by the time I sold the business, it was at 200000 I did that within a year and a half. And I sold the business and started that. I still did a bit of health coaching and fitness stuff kind of on the side for a little while, but I stepped into the business coaching side of things. And it started off with just trainers and, and coaches, and then I've expanded out to different industries as well, but mainly still the, the trainers and different types of coaches. And uh, it was basically on the success that I'd had in helping them show them, you know, you can create a successful business. You can have an amazing lifestyle. You can have freedom and you don't have to do it by working a hundred hours a week. You can, uh, you can work hard, but you can work smart and you can actually have an amazing life and look after yourself as well. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And a lot of uh, coaches out there, I, I do fully believe in the premise of being able to be an effective coach when you've never started a business of your own other than your coaching business. But I do like that uh, you had a previous business, you built it to a respectable amount of revenue, over $100,000. And so you were able to take that real life experience and apply it towards your teaching and coaching other people. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a fantastic exactly. thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so that's awesome. Now, so the, uh, I have a couple questions. The first would be, what are three things that you feel are most important for someone starting off in order to get off the ground and get to, say, $10,000 in revenue? Yeah, so the first thing is their personal development. They need to be sure of who they are, what your identity is, your belief systems, your values, and what you, what you want in your business and in your life. If you are not clear on your identity or you have, a, I guess, an old identity that you're holding on to, you're just a mom, just a dad, uh, you're a party girl or guy or whatever it is, or that you've got to be a hustler, you know, it's like that's not necessarily very healthy. So it's knowing who you are. Um, loving who you are, warts and all, and doing a lot of work on your identity with your beliefs. It's letting go of any limiting beliefs, any uh, past beliefs and negative emotions that are holding you back and putting in empowering positive beliefs that will help you to move forwards. Mm -hmm. um, I do that with clearing work and with NLP. 
um, for my clients and for myself. And then from there, it's knowing what your top five values are and what you need to do each day, week, month, and throughout the year to be living by your values. Because if you're out of alignment, then everything else is going to be out of alignment. Right. So. That's number one, personal development. Number two is your marketing. So being really, really clear on your target market, your message, your offering, putting out valuable content, just giving value, 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 because people don't know who the hell you are. And so you've got to stand out in the, in the marketplace, particularly in the online world these days. Um, as a coach or a trainer, um, what are the unique things that help you stand apart? And then what are the results or outcomes that you want to help someone to get? And then sharing, you know, on your story and your pain points and, uh, and, and also the, the client's pain points and also the pleasure that they want. Mm-hmm. And then lastly is sales. So, uh, you know, from that place, you're going to start generating leads. You're going to be putting yourself out there. Then you have to get on the phone. You know, some people try and skirt around this one. They try and send an email with their prices or they send a personal message on Facebook or they're just putting up what I call buy my shit posts right. um, where <laughs> like, hey, I'm a coach and I have this package and it costs this much. And it's like, who cares? Right. You know, right. so it's it's actually giving value um, by sharing these stories and content and things like that. Also sharing things where people can opt in for something of value, where you're starting to get their email address um, and then opting in for things like a, a free strategy call or something like that. Right. So you're then getting on these calls and you're talking to someone about where they're currently at, where they want to be, so what their goals are, mm-hmm. and what's holding them back from achieving those goals. What are their struggles? And asking those three simple questions allows you to be able to uh, see, you know, if you are the perfect fit for someone and if they're the perfect fit for you. Awesome. So to summarize that, the first thing is knowing what your identity is. It's very important to sort of figure out what your angle is so that it will be easier for you to portray yourself in a way that is that's natural. And if you're able to be natural, it should be a lot easier for you to to the next two steps. Uh, second being knowing who you're targeting from a marketing standpoint. If you know who you're targeting, then you can market more effectively. And so target the right person, your marketing will be easier. And then three, from marketing, drives in more traffic, make sure you know how to sell. <laughs> and if you don't know how to sell, start to focus on it. It's completely true. I had a sales career myself before the my businesses. And uh, it's one of those things that people really want to shy away from. I know I have in the past, even with a sales background, but it's incredibly important. So I think those are are really good tips. All right. So um, Elliot, it's been great having you on. Uh, I noticed it's been sort of a a quicker conversation, but jam packed with tips and I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. So just to reiterate, If someone is looking to seek mentorship, mindset mastery, how can they find you? Yeah, so they can just search me on Facebook, Ellie Bursco. Um, Feel free to send me a friend request. Just let me know that you you heard me on here Mm -hmm. um, so I can 
contact you and know who you are. Uh, my business page is Ellie Bursko as well. And my website's the same, elliebursko.com.au. Uh, and feel free, please join my group, Time Hackers, that we were talking about before. Just search for Time Hackers on Facebook. And like you said before, there's over 1,200 people in there. Uh, amazing community of like-minded entrepreneurs and uh, give a lot of value in there. Awesome. So those links that Ellie mentioned will be in the uh, post. So feel free to check those out. If for some reason you don't know the spelling of a name <laughs> and uh, you want to figure that out. So again, uh, Ellie's been doing great things. Really glad you came on today. And I know you got to run. Uh, it's actually, I think you're 14 hours ahead of me. So uh, it's sort of an interesting sort of time twitch here but uh, again thanks a lot and have a good rest of the day thanks so much appreciate it